Hello and welcome to a special edition of the McKnight's Newsmakers podcast. Today, we're going to address nursing home related provisions referred to in President Biden's State of the Union address. Madam Speaker, the President of the United States. I'm Jim Birkeland, Executive Editor for McKnight's. Joining me shortly will be my colleague, John O'Connor. We're also going to have a special guest, Brendan Williams, the president and CEO of the New Hampshire Healthcare Association, will offer his unique and always astute perspective. Two themes dominated tonight's speech, the war in Ukraine and the economy. President Biden once again criticized the invasion and noted that retaliatory economic sanctions are already having an effect in Russia. Together, along with our allies, we are right now enforcing powerful economic sanctions. We're cutting off Russia's largest banks in the international financial system preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russian ruble, making Putin's $630 billion war fund worthless. The president also touted job growth and GDP gains since he took office. But inflation concerns are mounting. Too many families are struggling to keep up with their bills. Inflation is robbing them of gains they thought otherwise they would be able to feel. I get it. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. For long-term care providers, this was a historic speech. Although nursing homes were referred to in just a few lines, there was more meaning behind those lines than any nursing home references in a State of the Union address in at least a generation. The biggest news is a new crackdown on nursing facilities and their owners. Biden squarely took aim at Wall Street, or private equity owners, of nursing homes. And he said they need to be held to stricter standards. And as Wall Street firms take over more nursing homes, quality in those homes has gone down and costs have gone up. That ends on my watch. Medicare is going to set higher standards for nursing homes and make sure your loved ones get the care they deserve and that they inspect and they will look that closely. The day before this address, in fact, the administration proposed some 20 new rules, toughening up measures or simply points of emphasis that nursing home operators may have to deal with. Within a year, staffing minimums are to be determined. New payment changes will be proposed based on staffing and resident experiences. Private and double rooms will be promoted, and there will be a campaign to reduce the inappropriate use of antipsychotics. Also, individual penalties on poor performing facilities would rise from $21,000 to $1 million per instance under another proposal that would require congressional approval. And, More details about corporate owners will be demanded, and they'll be scrutinized to a higher degree. So let me bring on John O'Connor. John, this has indeed really been a historic two days for nursing home providers. Uh, How do you think they'll respond? Well, I'm not sure if President Biden made any new friends uh, Tuesday night. His State of the Union address noted that costs are up while quality is down. And this comes while the administration is pushing for the most comprehensive nursing home reforms in nearly a quarter century. What's not in the mix, however, is new funding to help make these things happen. So to many operators, I think the latest call for reform is going to look and feel a lot like yet another unfunded mandate, or in this case, mandates. Yes, and one big thing out of that that he called for to be funded, by the way, is an extra $500 million to fund more expansive nursing home surveys. Um, What do you make of that? 
Yeah, well, I think that's going to make consumers happy, uh, but I don't think uh, operators are going to be real thrilled about that. You know, and it is also worth noting, Jim, that there were some peripheral uh, issues as well. For example, uh, President Biden said we should allow Medicare to negotiate prescription drug costs. Uh, He called for more COVID vaccines and pills and for unionization support. So all in all, I think this is probably not a message that most operators are going to rush to embrace. Thanks, John. Joining us is Brendan Williams. Brendan, I have to ask first off, did you believe any national leaders maybe had any idea something of the scope was coming yesterday when this big reform package was announced regarding nursing homes? It really seemed to come out of the blue, and I think that's sort of indicative of the haphazard nature of this administration's healthcare uh, policymaking. Uh, for my members, certainly it was stunning and uh, demoralizing. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe it when I read the uh, so-called fact sheet that the uh, White House uh, put out. And uh, I think that you know the president has made a commitment to transparency in government, but transparency in government has to include transparency with stakeholders and at least consultation with uh, stakeholders uh, prior to a major uh, public policy announcement like that. And uh, I didn't see any of that occur. Not a lot of even edges on here. And, you know, uh, at first it seemed like get people out on the ledge, you know, when we saw that come down. I was just uh, apoplectic. I mean, I was actually tearful when I when I saw that just because of, you know, what my members are going through. And uh, it, if you want to compel the sale of uh, family-owned uh, quality nursing homes to private equity firms, do all the things that the president is asking of nursing homes uh, because only private equities could be able to pay for all those things. I mean, you know, come on. I've got a family-owned nursing home where the owner uh, who has a uh, LNA license is working the floor of her own facility mm-hmm. every day. You know, yeah. uh, we've got owners and administrators that are uh, pushing trays uh, to the residents right now. Um, you know, and uh, they're working their hearts out. And, uh, so if you want this, uh, wall street nightmare that you, which right. may actually be a nightmare. I mean, I'm not going to say it isn't, but uh, if you want it to actually come true, well, this is one way of making it happen. What troubles you the most about what you've heard? Well, it's hard to know where to begin. I, I think the uh, call for additional staffing, you know, certainly it's axiomatic that uh, if there's uh, more staff, uh, that's going to help with quality. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to argue that point. Uh, there's a study that they cite out of Connecticut, uh, you know, that may in fact be the case uh, that uh, you have better outcomes uh, with more staff. Uh, but right now we're struggling to find the staff. You know, you look at uh, nursing homes and residential care facilities being down 400,000 workers, roughly, since uh, the start of the pandemic. So I don't know where these uh, workers are going to come from, and there's certainly no money afforded by the administration to hire them. And so I I think that's a tough call. Uh, You know, as to the sort of uh, uh, bromides against, um, you know, Wall Street uh, investment, uh, the administration itself acknowledges that about 5% of facilities are owned by private equity firms. A study that they cite, uh, and this is where you got to be careful when you cite studies, uh, actually found that uh, there were no worse outcomes when it came to COVID-19 in private equity homes than there were in uh, other types of uh, facilities. And so uh, I think you got to be a little careful. Somebody who's written academically uh, what you're relying upon uh, as your evidence. And uh, so 
the idea is the president asserted that quality is down uh, and costs are up. I, I don't really know uh, how, you know, such a small market share of uh, facilities has somehow caused, you know, quality in the aggregate uh, to go down because that's a pretty sweeping statement. Uh, costs are up. I mean, yes, costs are up because of COVID-19. Uh, I don't think uh, forces beyond that have uh, compelled the cost to go up. So um, certainly the MedPAC data would indicate that. So uh, there's a lot there to unpack, but uh, I question it. All right. Well, as you indicate, I think few words are going to generate a lot of discussion, as you mentioned there with some of his uh, brief comments in the in the address tonight. So I guess an obvious question now is, is what's next? What do you think is the most urgent thing for providers to do or to react to with regard to the events of the last two days? Well, I think communicating with your U.S. House and uh, members and your senators uh, is important. I mean, that's always important. Uh, I'm not sure that they were any more clued into any of this uh, than we were. Uh, some elements of this were in the Build Back uh, Better uh, legislation. And so there was a foreshadowing there. But I, I, I was never sure that there were very popular elements that wouldn't actually be uh, stripped from that bill were it to have moved forward. And so uh, I don't know that this is a widespread uh, sentiment. You know, as to certain elements of it, like uh, greater transparency when it comes to ownership, you know, we're all for it. We actually uh, pushed our uh, state agency to require that. And, uh, you know, I I think that's a good idea. Um, I think, you know, uh, so the idea of uh, fewer residents to rooms, uh, that's a wonderful idea. Again, where's the money going to come from? I mean, um, we all knew as uh, people familiar with this sector uh, that it was uh, ripe for disaster uh, were there to be a respiratory uh, viral outbreak uh, because of, uh, you know, underfunding and neglect and the fact that the infrastructure is aging. And, uh, you know, and certainly we'd love to see more uh, staff. So all of these uh, items, you know, there's some uh, element to them that, uh, you know, are okay, I think, for the most part. Uh, the idea, I think, though, of uh, fining uh, nursing homes into bankruptcy, I've never really understood that one. The idea that you somehow uh, compel better behavior by taking a facility's resources away to uh, actually uh, improve care. So there's got to be another way. And uh, the idea of uh, raising fines up to a million dollars, I mean, you might as well just have the facility turn over its keys. Thank you, Brendan. One thing we know for sure, it's certainly going to be an interesting year ahead. We hope you enjoyed today's presentation. For the latest news, information, and analysis affecting your community, be sure to read mcknights.com. Until next time, this is Jim Berkland. This has been a McKnight's production. 